Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message.
God loves us more than we even know. Amen. There's a video testimony coming up. Video testimony, powerful video testimony. Kenrick. Kenrick is a student in the prestigious Anakazo Bible and Ministry Training Center. Kenrick, what has God done for you? A prophecy was fulfilled in your life. Tell us, what was the prophecy? On the 31st night at the watch night service, Daddy prophesied that you will never be found begging in your life. What did Daddy prophesy? That you will never be found begging in your life. You will never be found begging in your life. Shout amen like you also want that prophecy. And what happened after that prophecy? See, I'm an Anakazi student coming from Guyana. Yeah, from where? Students coming from Guyana. Guyana, not Ghana. Guyana, give the Lord a shout of praise. He's from Guyana. Yeah. So I knew it would be difficult and them for to consistently support me while I was in Ghana. So, so you knew that there was no support going to come from the house yes, whilst you are here schooling in Alcazo. Yes. And, 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 and the prophet prophesied that you will not beg in your life. Yes, and what happened after that prophecy? On the 2nd of January, 28th. 2nd of January. 28th. The prophecy was given on the 31st of yes, December, 2017. Yes, and on the 2nd of January, what happened? At 3 a.m., my grandfather called me and he said, I want to know your address, and I want to know how long you're staying in Ghana. And I gave it to him. And he said, I will be sending you money starting this Friday every month. Your grandfather said he will be sending you money starting this Friday every, every month. month. And then what else did he say? And he also said that I don't want you to beg anyone for anything. Your grandfather said what? I don't want you to beg anyone for anything. You said your grandfather said what? I don't want you to beg anyone for anything. No, 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 no. He said, I will send him money. That's all he said. No, yes, he said that. He said what? What did he say after that? I, I don't want you to beg anyone for I any don't want you to beg anybody. Are you sitting down like that? Give the Lord a shout of praise. His grandfather told him, I don't want you to beg anybody for money. The prophecy was, you will never beg anyone for money. And his grandfather said, I will send you money this Friday and every month. I don't want you to beg anyone for money. Now, this is the part that will shock you. Wait, your grandfather, tell us about your grandfather. You see, my grandfather, he wasn't in support of me coming to Ghana. Your grandfather did not support you coming to Ghana. No, please, he didn't support it at all. But now he's the one who's supporting me. He's the one who wants to support me. He's saying that the grandfather was the last person who would send him money because he is not even in agreement of him becoming a pastor. But his grandfather, something provoked the grandfather to pick up his phone and call him. Now, listen. Send me your account details, Friday, and every month, I'm going to send you money. Why am I sending the money? I don't want you to beg anybody for money. Give the Lord a shout of praise. <laughs> Prophet causes the force of prophecy. There is power in the West to make the thing happen. When, when we say one plus one is two, you may doubt one plus one, but you cannot doubt two. You may say that the, when he's saying it, you may say that, is this a prophecy? Is this a prophecy? But you cannot tell the results of the prophecy. You cannot argue with the results of the prophecy. Give the Lord a shout of praise. 
So can we, what do you have to tell somebody who is here at the prophetic encounter service for the very first time? I want to encourage you all that you should believe in every word of our Father because every word can make a great impact in your life. Every word that he speaks is going to make a great impact in their lives. Yes. Put your hands together for this powerful testimony. Hallelujah. Give Jesus praise. Hallelujah. What a powerful testimony. Hallelujah. This is my first time preaching in this pulpit 2018. Amazing. Hallelujah. Are you sitting down like that? <laughs> Hallelujah. It's been a pleasure being here. Hallelujah. And you see, he shared something with us, the force of prophecy. You see, prophecy is a force. It's a force. It's like when the prophetic word comes, a certain power is generated. Hallelujah. It's a force. That is why you have to believe in prophecy. It's actually a force. It's like, you know, this thing is standing here like this. Okay? That's it. It's standing here like this. And this is where, without anything, this is where it will be. But a power can act on this pulpit whereby it will be shifted. Do, do you get it? A force, that's what it means. It means that left to the thing alone, it will be in its natural state. But something can move it. Hallelujah. And that's, that's what it's all about prophecy. It's a force. It comes to move things against their natural state. Hallelujah. So I, I like the way he explained it. So, so that somebody who originally was against you becoming a pastor. Do you, do you understand the force? The person originally is against you even becoming a pastor. But a force comes and pushes him not only now to agree with you, but to support you. That's a force. That's a force. I said that's a force. I said that's a force. Hallelujah. Believe in the prophecy. See, that's why God said, believe in the Lord your God. And you'll be established. You see, believe in the Lord your God and you'll be established. Do you understand what I'm saying? Believe in his prophets and you will prosper. What is chalak? You'll be pushed forward. Because prophecy always comes to pushing you forward. May you prosper. Hallelujah. May the force of prophecy be in your favor. I say, may the force of prophecy be in your favor. Hallelujah. That's what it actually means. He, he explained what it is. Actually, it's a force. The force of prophecy. Hallelujah. Well, let's start sharing the word of God. Amen. I just want to share with you briefly. I believe that um, we are in a series of... Uh, Intensive prayer, SIP. Hallelujah. And this season, we want to prosper. Hallelujah. It's our year of great things. Hallelujah. And, and, and the key 
or maybe one of the keys, but the key to doing well or having great things is the key of staying connected. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So, we've been praying. And it's quite interesting. I love, I mean, those who are leading, I can hear them. Listen, I, I made the roster for the people to back. It's my idea. So when you're on duty, I'll be listening for your voice. And I know most of you, I know your voice. So when you're on prayer duty, I'll be listening in the background. And I can see that some of you do very well. Some of you, it's not easy for you at all. <laughs> I'm talking about the backers, not the leaders. You can see that some of you, it, it's not easy at all. Especially, surprisingly, the 2M group do that well. But the 4M group, <laughs> you can hear that. The, you, hear the, you hear the tongues, it, it, it's, it's like a whip. <laughs> Don't worry. We are, we, are, we are forcing. It will be better. Amen. We are getting there. Amen. So, uh, I just want to teach us more a little bit about what we are talking about. Amen. I'm going to teach us for the next four weeks. I don't want to end because it's a very important subject. I'm going to exp- teach us more about the anointing and its anointed. Hallelujah. Because we need to understand it. Hallelujah. The anointing and his anointed. There's a mem- scripture memorization for today. Show it to me. Before we even go to the teaching. It's, this is a memory verse. One, two, go. And it's that day. That his burden shall be taken from off thy shoulder. And his yoke from off thy neck. And the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. The anointing. You have to know what it is. So definition. What is the anointing? Acts 10.38. Acts 10.38. Acts 10.38. Acts 10.38. What does it say? How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed for the, of the devil? For God was with him. So the first thing is that how God, you know, what is the anointing? You see, it's like how I can say that um, how Jessica did, uh, how Jessica washed her hair with, uh, what, what do you wash your hair with? What shampoo? What's the name? I don't know. You tell me. Head and shoulder. How Jessica washed her hair with head and shoulder. Do you understand? It means that the, the head and shoulder is a shampoo, not food. I can't say how Jessica washed her head with kinky uh, and fish. Do you understand? So by here, God is telling us that the anointing, the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. 
The anointing is the Holy Spirit. And, and it's very important we understand it. So when you say somebody is anointed, it means the Holy Spirit is with the person. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So the anointing basically talks about the Holy Spirit. See, and you must understand the Holy Spirit. Because, you see, the coming of the Holy Spirit, the coming of the Holy Spirit, the Father was in heaven. See, the Father created man. Let's go back. He created man, put a man in the garden. He said, he looked at what he had done. And he said, it was good. What I've done is very good. And I gave what I've done a mandate to multiply. Hallelujah. And then suddenly, the devil comes in. And what God had done, he contaminates it. So, now the whole creation is in jeopardy. What God said was good is now becoming a problem. So, the Bible says, the Father, there's a meeting in heaven. And the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, because they were all there. And the Father said, we need to redeem our creation. What do we have done? And, asked the, and, the, and there was silence in heaven. Who will go? Then the son says, I will go. It took place in heaven. The son said, I will go. And the father said, do you, do, do you know? Uh, and, the, and the father told him, look, do you know what it means to go? You are not going as God. You are going as man. You are not going as the creator. You are going. You are, so, Say you want to go there, remove all your glory. Philippians say he emptied himself. The plan requires you to empty yourself. So he emptied himself, his creativity, his power as God, and came down to be born as a man. But before he came down, he said, Look, I will go. Then I'm sure when he was going, the Holy Spirit looked at him and said, I'll back you up. Or maybe he asked the Holy Spirit, I'll be expecting you. Because he's the power. He's the power. He said, what you are going to do, I'll be expecting you. I'm going to cover you up. So when he came, for 30, for 30 years, he was just making shoes. He was making coffins. He was making chairs. He was a carpenter. Nothing spectacular. A, a miracle here and there. Nothing great. He was known as the carpenter. Then one day, there was a man in town baptizing. His name was John. He was standing at the Jordan River baptizing everybody. And then Jesus stands in the line. He said, ah, why are you here? He said, do it to fulfill all righteousness. Then, the Bible says, as he went into the water, the heavens opened, and the dove, the spirit. So, for 30 years, he was without him. Suddenly, he comes. And from that moment, things begin to change. From that moment. 
how God anointed him. From that moment, things begin to change. Suddenly, the Bible says he goes to the wilderness, he comes back, he takes the Bible, he opens to Isaiah. He said, the spirit of the Lord is now upon me. Things have changed. The anointing has come. The power has come. That's it. From that day, things have changed. Not the same anymore. I am not the same anymore. From that day, I don't make coffins to bury people, but I lay hands for the dead to raise. There's no need for... You see, before the, before the anointing came, his job was to make coffins for people to be buried. But after the anointing came, now he is the reverse. Are you hearing me, church? So when we are talking about the anointing, we are talking about the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So when we say someone is anointed, it means the person has the Holy Spirit. I hope you understand it. I hope you understand it. Good. So that is the anointing. So the anointing is not oil. No, 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 no. I mean, I have heard, I'm teaching you, you see, I have heard people say, we have brought a special anointing oil from Jerusalem. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. It has nothing to do with the bottle. Whether it was brought from Jerusalem or Temastation. <laughs> and you see people paying premium dollar. The Jews who don't believe in it have been making money off you. <laughs> oh, this is a special anointing bottle from the Jordan River or, or from St. Peter's Cathedral in Rome. No, no, no. no. no you should understand it. The anointing is the Holy Spirit. The anointing is the Holy Spirit. It is not an oil bought from uh, whatever. Because I've seen people, it could, it could be Zomi, Kenke, whatever oil it is, doesn't really make any difference. Not even fright all. Because the anointing is the Holy Spirit. The anointing is the Holy Spirit. How God anointed. Hallelujah. So what am I trying to share with you? The oil is a symbol. Okay? The oil is a... Oh my God. You see, the oil is a symbol. So, so, the impartation, okay, the impartation does not come from the oil, but the man carrying the anointing. That's the difference. That is the difference. Do you, do you understand? It means if an, an anointed man go and buy an oil from even CBS here and lay it upon you because of the, the spirit that he's carrying, the, the oil is just a symbol. So that's where the anointing comes from. It, look, it, and if an unanointed man brings oil from even Bethlehem, it is useless. Do you understand it? So it's not the oil. It's not the oil. So stop believing all these fake stories. Fake news. Fake oil. Oh, because 
I hear it all the time in the Bronx. Special anointing oil. 500. Uh, special what? You are somebody just marketing his business to you. The anointing is with a person. Oh, I hope you understand this. The oil is just a, 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 a symbol. It's a contract. It's like money. It's, it's, it's a, a means of exchange. But the anointing is not the oil. It's the person. So if Bishop Dag even takes, if Bishop Dag takes Zomi from this thing and put it on you, because of the anointing he carries, it will be more meaningful. Understand it. Understand the anointing. Don't go and spend your money. Put your money in the offering and don't pay for a small bottle, $500. For somebody, you are not sure what spirit he carries. I'm preaching. Understand the anointing. Understand the power. It's the man carrying it. The anointing and it's anointed. Not the bottle of oil that somebody has ordered and selling to people. What is in the oil? You must. Evil spirit sometimes. Demonic spirit sometimes. The oil is nothing. It's the man. If the man is evil, the oil he gives us is evil. How God anointed. I'm taking my time to teach you. Because you need to understand the anointing. It will break the yoke. Hallelujah. How God anointed this with the Holy Spirit. So when you hear the term anointing, it's the same as Holy Spirit. But the oil is a medium of transaction. That's all. That's all. So it, so it has nothing to do. You see, it has nothing to do with the quality of the oil. It has all to do with the man who is putting the oil on you. The vessel. Is somebody hearing me? Are you understanding it? So when you go and you see any more adverts, anointing oil for sale. Don't waste your money, okay? Tell you, don't waste your money. Say, don't, do not waste your money. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. So, Bible says, how God, so every time you hear the word anointing, it's if you're hearing the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The anointing, the Holy Spirit, the anointing, the Holy Spirit, the anointing, the Holy Spirit. Amen. And the Bible says God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. It also means, so to, uh, so, uh, this is for us students, because the science students don't, student don't understand it. This is for the us students. Anoint, the word anoint is both a verb and a noun. It's both a verb. I'm sure the science students are confused. You are confused, right? The word anointing is both a verb and a noun. Anoint, okay. To anoint can mean a verb. To anoint is a verb. And a verb is what? A doing word. Okay. An action word. Okay. And, the, and, and an anointing is also a noun. And now in the sense, a noun is what? A, a name, a place of a person. So, so, when you say anoint can mean a doing word. I'm putting something on you. 
it, it's also a now representing something that has been done to you. Hallelujah. Amen. The science student didn't get it, right? <laughs> hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. And uh, the other thing, that, so the anointing is the Holy Spirit. Number one, okay? And the anointing, maybe I'll go to the second service more, it has a carrier. Are you hearing me? It means that the Holy Spirit is not floating. It's not floating in the air. Holy Spirit is not floating there. No. It is carried. That's why it's called the anointing, which is the Holy Spirit. And anointed, the carrier of the anointing. Because the Holy Spirit does not float in the air. Hallelujah. For example, this one. Give me, give me water, the bottle. The bottle of water. I asked for a bottle of water. Or, I, or let's say I asked for water. But the water did not come floating in the air. It came in a container. Hallelujah. This, contain, this vessel is not the reason why I pay for it. I pay for it because of the content. Are you hearing me? The main thing is the content. But it has to come in a container. So unfortunately, I cannot disregard this container and expect to get this water. I cannot go and say, I want to buy water, but I don't want the bottle. <laughs> the guy was saying, <laughs> how? How do you expect me to give me the water? Do you understand? So when we talk about, can I take it? Thank you very much. <laughs> so when we talk about the anointing, it comes with a carrier. Hallelujah. God, so here now, God is saying that Jesus Christ is now carrying the Holy Spirit. Because he is the power. And Jesus Christ is now carrying the power. So when somebody is anointed, it means God has given the person the Holy Spirit. So that person is carrying the power. He is not the power, but he's carrying the power. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So what does it mean? It means that when you are, I'm giving you the fundamentals. It means that when you are interacting with an anointed person, because the anointed person carries the anointing, you are, you are also interacting with the anointing. Try come again. When you, because when you are, every time you interact with an anointed person, because the anointed person carries the anointing, which is the Holy Spirit, you are indirectly interacting with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Hallelujah. So, it means
means you can interact with the anointed person in a positive way or in a negative way. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Acts chapter 5, verse 3 to 5. Acts. Acts 5, 3 to 5. What does it say? This is the story of, you see, I'm, 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 the, 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 I'm trying to explain the point that I said to you right now. This is what Ananias didn't get. Okay, now look, what, is it, what happened here? There was a guy called Ananias. He had his own land. He had a land in Brooklyn. <laughs> and then he went and sold his land in Brooklyn and brought it to the pastor in Manhattan. Because they were raising funds. And Ananias said, I have this land in Brooklyn. I sold it. I want to come and bring it towards the funds. I said, oh, good. Then the pastor, Pastor Peter, said, how much was the land? Ananias sold the land for $500. No, he, he sold the land for $1,000. And then when he came to the church, he said, I'm giving my land, all the proceeds of my land to the church. And Peter said, how much? He said, oh, 200. Do you get it? But Peter said, Ananias. Ananias was talking to Peter. Okay? He was talking to Pastor Peter. And Peter said, but Ananias, why has Satan filled thy heart to lie to the Holy Ghost. That's what I'm trying to explain to you. Who was he talking to? I said, who was he talking to physically? I said, who was he talking to physically? But who was he lying to? Yes. Because Peter is carrying the Holy Ghost. That's the difference. I said, that's the difference. So, it is very dangerous to lie to an anointed person. If your pastor is not anointed, you can lie to him. But if your pastor is anointed, don't ever. <laughs> yes. That's the danger. Or even, look, or, 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 or even, let me, let, me, let me even give you more spiritual insight. See, sometimes, uh, let me tell you something. The anointing, eh, the anointing, if you're a man of God, the anointing, it comes and goes. At a certain point, the unction comes. It's heavy. Do you get it? That is why Kenneth Hagin said, Kenneth Hagin always used to say that sometimes you will be doing, you will be walking in the mall with his wife. And the church must say, Brother Hagin, can you give me a prophecy? He said, I am walking with my wife. I'm shopping. There is no, <laughs> there is no anointing to share. I just came from Macy's with my wife. I'm enjoying my wife. There's no, pro there, there, there's no spirit here. So I can do this. ask me for Brother Hagin, can you give me a prophecy? Ah, I just finished shopping, kissing with my wife. Ah, there's no prophecy here. Do you understand? But when he's ministering in church, then the anointing is there. Then the Holy Spirit is there. Then you have to be careful. So, so, so even if you want to lie to your pastor, lie to your pastor maybe when he's at work, but not in church because he don't do that. <laughs> They're not here, right? Don't make the mistake of lying to your pastor. 
Especially when I'm preaching like this. Or after church, I'm asking you, and you are lying to me. No, no, you are not lying. You are lying to the Holy Spirit. You, you can lie to me when you see me in the hospital. You say, I have a headache, so I have a sore throat. You can lie to me. <laughs> are you hearing me? Because at that point, you are not lying to a man. You are lying to the Holy Spirit. Because he's carrying the Holy Spirit. At that point. So you have to be very careful. You have to be very careful. And, 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 and maybe as a rule of thumb, since you, as a rule of thumb, or as a general rule, since you don't know when your pastor is under the unction, don't lie to him at all. <laughs> but yes, yes, just don't lie to your pastor at all. Because you don't know the unction that he's under. That's a rule of thumb. Just, 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 Reverend ask me, let me tell the truth. Don't take Reverend in circles. Because you see, you see, why has Satan food that had to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep part of the price of the land? Verse 4. Whilst it remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not, it's your own property. Look, you are not being false. Before it was sold for a thousand dollars, it was yours. And after it was sold, it's still yours. So why can't you do the pastor? It was thousand dollars, but I only give two hundred. Why come and say it was two hundred dollars? You see, and here, one of the revelations here, some of us lie unnecessarily. Some lies are useless. There's no any need to lie. And you are still lying. What is the point? I, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, come on, come on, Ananias. The land belongs to you. You sold it for a thousand. You can come and say, I sold it for a thousand, but I can only give the church two hundred. What because the big deal? It's your money. That's what Peter was saying. It's your money. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Why, why has thou conceived this thing in thy heart? And thou hast not lied unto men, <laughs> but unto God. The Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Now what happened to the guy? And Ananias hearing this was fell down and gave up the ghost. He died. He died. Because you are lying to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I've heard somebody tell me that. Modern day pastors. They are not like Peter. But you are making a mistake. A lot of church members are dying. Because when, Adam, when God told Adam that if you eat, you shall surely die, they didn't die physically, but they died. You see, you, you don't know that they keep, because of the way you are interacting with your pastor, that's why your business has died. Your job has died. Something about you is dying. You are dying because when you lie to the Holy Ghost, you die. That's what happens. You actually die. You actually die. You actually die. It has, you see, when God told Adam that you shall surely die, when they ate, they were still working, but they had died. Hallelujah. So understand the anointing and his anointed. Amen. Yeah. The anointing is the Holy Spirit. The anointed is the carrier. Amen. I said amen. I said amen. Yeah. Hallelujah.
So it's not about, you see, it's not about the oil. I'll go back to it. It's about the person who is laying, pouring the oil on you. It's about the carrier. Hallelujah. And, and God has decided to put the anointing on human beings. First John 2.27 First John 2.27 But the anointing which you have received of him abided in you. The, Holy, the spirit which you have received is what? Is where? Is where? Is in you. So, like, when you read a book, the anointing or the Holy Spirit is either upon a person, with a person, or in a person. Hallelujah. But I want to emphasize on this one. You know? Back to the book again. Bishop teaches us. And I understand it. You know, many, many years ago, people used to go to sea. And they used to have a lot of bleeding gums. Okay? Bleeding gums. This one's for the science students. The accident will not understand this one. They used to have a lot of bleeding gums. Your, your gums are bleeding. And things like that. Okay? Bleeding, nose bleed, bleeding gums. And then they discovered that when they eat oranges, the gums stop bleeding. And the bleeding nose... So, oranges. So when you're going on a long trek on the sea, buy a bunch of oranges so that you keep on eating the oranges so that you don't get the bleeding gums. It was called scurvy. Scurvy, okay? And then, somebody finally found out why the oranges? What is in the oranges? What is in the oranges? So they did analysis and found out that in orange, when you take orange, orange there's fructose. Okay, orange has fructose, which is a combination of glucose and lactose. Free sugar. Orange also has pulp. Which is the orange pulp for roughage. Are you hearing me? Orange also has water to hydrate. Orange also has the peel, which another thing that goes into your eyes when you squeeze and makes your eye. Now, when you squeeze the orange, the back of the orange, something be. Yes. The skin. Do you get it? But none of this was. And they also found that in the orange was a certain vitamin, which is called vitamin C. So what was making your gum not to bleed is not the water, not the pulp, but the vitamin C. Citrus. So as soon as they discovered that, then they said that we don't need to go sailing, carrying a, that's a lot of weight on the ship. Are you hearing me? Because one small sailing, uh, this is a you have to carry a whole, uh, a whole sack of oranges. So when they discovered that, then they said, wow. Then we don't need that. We just have to extract the important thing. 
So now all that they need is a, just a bottle of vitamin C and it's enough to, cont- to, for, to solve all their problems. Are you hearing me? So now you can say, damn the oranges. I don't give a damn to the orange. I don't have to pay excess luggage for orange. Once I get my vitamin C bottle, I'm fine. Are you hearing me, church? Are you hearing me, church? Because the orange was the carrier of the vitamin C. The orange was the carrier of the vitamin C. In the same way, when it comes to anointing, the anointed is the carrier of the anointing. Only that as of today, there is no chemical, no factory that can separate the anointing from the anointed. Once you discover that, you can say, damn you, pastor, I got the anointing. But now there's nothing like that. <laughs> and some, of you, some of you wish it was something like that. But as of now, there is no machine that can extract the anointing from the anointed. The day that machine comes, <laughs> the day that thing comes, he said, damn you, Rev, damn you, pastor, I got the real anointing, I don't need you. You are not born again. You are not sure whether you go to heaven or hell when you die. Please, this is your opportunity. This is your chance. With every eye closed and every head bowed. I want you to give your life to Jesus. Wherever you are, young or old. English or French. Male or female. Please, I want every eye to be closed. You want to say, God, I want to be, I, 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 I want to be saved. I want to be a Christian. I want to go to heaven when I die. Please lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. I'm serious. Don't, don't, don't joke with this. There's room at the cross for you. There is room at the cross for you. Don't, 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 don't trivialize it. Don't play games with it. God died for you. So if you are not sure, lift up your hand. There is room. Father, we thank you this morning for your spirit and your presence. Thank you that none here will die and go to hell. Thank you that the blood of Jesus has washed away our sins and we are saved in Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hand together for the Lord and be seated. We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.